Grace and peace to you all from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Today is Tuesday, April 21st. I am Dale Gustafson, in for Dave Lomas. Today I would like to talk to you about putting voice to your soul to experience the presence of God. There was a time in my life where my commute to my office was about 20 minutes. And like many suburban places, there were multiple options to stop and get a morning coffee. This was right at the beginning of the third wave coffee places, which yes, I needed to get an explanation of those what those were. And so of course, the coffee shops were all Starbucks. While they all had similar look and branding, there was one that the experience was definitely different. You see, there was one manager who had this amazing ability and commitment to know all of her customers' names. And if she didn't, she would ask and somehow it was locked into her memory for the next day. The downside was this was the most crowded of all the Starbucks with the least amount of parking. And I remember stopping one day at another because it was quicker, with just a few people in line. Though the end result of getting my coffee was the same, the experience was different. It was really lacking something. In fact, I found myself leaving my house at a certain time in the morning so I had enough time to find a parking spot and wait in the extra long line to get my morning Hello, Dale. It's great to see you this morning. I didn't realize that I was doing this, but the experience drew me in. The experience of presence from another. This seems to be a driving force, sometimes even behind the scenes, that stirs something within us. When the experience of presence or feelings wanes or changes, it can become very disorienting. You see, when we first entered shelter-in-place, you may have come out of the gate full speed. You were concerned for our world and our neighbors, and you were seeing this as some kind of opportunity. You set goals, you made Zoom calls fun for others, and your words were many to all that would listen. You were still creating some great experiences of presence. But others withdrew quickly and instantly felt the loss of control immediately. It was like that moment when you're flying a kite as a kid and the stick that held the string slipped from your hand. That sight of seeing your string flailing down the street was the worst, especially if you had the kind of parents I had who made you buy your own kite. And throughout the past week, six weeks, I've seen both of these kinds of people, and I've even seen them trade places a few times. My observation in these moments and days and weeks is that experience the presence of God can seem to be somewhat elusive or erratic. The truth is, though, that you can actually feel the presence of God. It's as real as the feeling of a hug from a friend that you haven't been able to embrace for weeks or the feeling of food on your taste buds from a favorite restaurant that hasn't remained open during this time or that feeling of an employee at a coffee shop that you take extra time in your morning to have a quick hello. And we are not left to ourselves, though, to figure this out. We have help. In the Psalms, we're given a road map to experience the presence of God, even in the most isolating of times. We see this in Psalm 13 specifically, where the opening line is, How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? The events leading up to the psalm can be found in the text of 1 Samuel 21 and 22, and we see that David fleeing the presence of Saul, and he heads to the caves of Adullam, his chosen shelter and place. And for a period of time, David is completely done with the fears and troubles he brought with him. But Psalm 13 is what his soul sounded like. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? And after a while, some others join him. 
at beginning of chapter 22, it says, So when his brothers and all of his father's house heard it, they went down there to him. And everyone who was in distress, everyone who was in debt, and everyone who was discontented gathered to him. So he became captain over them, and there were about 400 men with him. This became a shelter and place for the distress, those in debt and the discontent, and David was the leader of this group. It was quite a group. It kind of sounds like us in a bit. And in that place, David longed for the presence of God and began by questioning God's abandonment of him. This seems counter to how we often approach God. We often choose to stand quietly or we declare niceties towards him, hoping to get his attention. But there's an absolute stillness and praise, but in this circumstance, with a, why have you abandoned me? Many of the Psalms have this rhythm of purging to replenish in them. The power of a psalm is that it has the ability to put voice to our soul, and this begins the process of feeling the presence of God. For example, when one is experiencing grief and they put a voice to their soul, the process looks like this, and of course it takes time, but it verbalizes our grief. This moves grief through the soul. Grief is spent and pain is purged, and then a window is opened up into him. And when you open the window, feeling God's presence is real again. So let's read how Psalm 13 did this for David. How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long will the enemy triumph over me? Look at me and answer, Lord my God. Give light to my eyes or I will sleep in death and my enemy will say, I have overcome him, and my foes will rejoice when I fall. But I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise, for he has been good to me. When David verbalizes the fear, it starts to move. The purge opens the windows to experience God. David isn't fully there, but he starts to recognize the presence of God by his one unfailing love. He sees it in his salvation. He sees that he is worthy of praise, and he identifies God's goodness. And this process all started with the phrase, How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? I exhort you during this time to experience the presence of God like David did, by putting voice to your soul. Some questions to help you going might be this. The first is, think about it, how you're doing right now. What images or words describe how you're feeling? What impact does this have on your capacity to trust or experience God? Do you have any sense that God can use these circumstances for larger purposes? And how can God's deliverance have a great significance on you than merely just surviving this time? Take those prompts and write. Write a lament of praise to God. Open that window of your soul and feel the presence of God. I have used this same process for years and it's been one of the greatest helps in experiencing God's presence in my life. I even wrote about that manager at the crowded Starbucks and it opened a window to experience God again. I wasn't at a great place in my life, but it moved something. It moved something out and God entered in. I call it, I stand in line. I stand in line and wait. I stand in line and think. I see faces all around me. I see eyes look right past me. Where there is no connection, there is no comfort. And where there is no time spent, there is no bridge built. 
Looks go past each other. Outward appearance is all that is seen. It's almost my turn, and for a brief moment I matter. A conversation about what I want, a person who is just waiting on me. Though the wait was long, the conversation was sweet. My name was spoken, and I was thanked for my time in line. I leave having had a brief encounter of connection. Why am I drawn to this? A connection that is over so soon, a connection that gets my day going. Is this the depth of life? Have you created me for this? I am given a glimpse of community. I have put my toe in the water. You offer walking on water, but I look at the waves around me. You offer the moving of mountains, and I just look at the mess that it would make. I do not know because I do not listen. I do not listen because I do not stop. I do not stop because someone might catch me, and, and if I get caught, well, staying ahead makes me tired, and staying ahead makes me numb, and I can't think of anything else but to stop, to stop and ask for directions. Because my worship starts with stopping, and my worship is admitting, my worship is kneeling, and my worship is opening. Lord, I know there is no line in getting to you. Lord, I know the conversation with you does not need to be hurried. Lord, I know my name matters to you. Lord, I know, I know. I beg you to touch my heart and make it soft in your hands. I beg you to touch my bones. May they rest with you. I beg you to see in my heart and love me. And I, I ask you to soften the fear to increase the peace. My worship starts with stopping. My worship is admitting. My worship is kneeling. My worship is opening. My worship is you. May you experience the presence of God today.